Amen. Something happened to you this evening. Let me say this to you and everyone who watched me on TV or watched me on social media. If anyone belongs to this house, first, second, third, don't miss it. Never stay at home if you are a member of this church or New Cross to watch any of this program on television. Are we together? And overcomers night. Don't. I told you some time ago that a time is coming, you won't see me unless on just until that time. And you see me at the time gone. And I'm very close to that time now. You remember that we just came from two weeks away? A time is coming, I will go for a month. You will only see me once in a month. Because there are other fields the Lord is telling me I must reach. An apostle is not sent to stay in a church. I have come to that time. You know, when you are in the presence of anointed of God, there are things you cannot get if you are away from the presence. No matter how much faith you have, the woman with the issue of blood would never have gotten healed of her issue of blood if there was no physical contact with Jesus. All right? Why would Jesus, in chapter 5 of Acts, tell, why will, why will Jairus say to Jesus, come to my house? And Jesus had to go with her to the house. What happened was that her hope was going to become hopeless before the yield time. Because to the centurion whose servant was ill, the centurion himself had to come with physical contact to have faith, physical contact for that abstract person who could not stand up to be healed. If that servant, his sickness is such that he can walk, the centurion would not have come along. He would have brought that sick. In my trip to Nigeria, there is something God told me. The days of Olu, you may not understand me, but I will tell you. The days of the revival of 1930 is beginning in CFT. Where they will bring people on stretchers, you will see with your eyes. When, I was, when, I, when the Lord sent me to Olu, something about this season is that it doesn't just happen. It waits for God's clock. Okay? And it will just, we will enter into it suddenly in one meeting that we did not plan. It will look like a normal meeting. And then we enter into it because it is timing. When I was doing cruising in Olu, the power of God was so potent that God spoke to me a day and said, Tomorrow I will heal a man whose intestines have been eaten up by witches. And I told the church, The following day, 
there was a, a man who was an atheist, a doctor trained in Russia. He is the owner of Obalindi Hospital. And I'm saying that because anybody wants to go and prove it, can still go to him. Obalindi Hospital, I'm sure you should still be in Nigeria. In Obalindi. The mother was a member of the church, but because they sent him to, to sent him abroad at a young age, he just denied the God of their father. So he won't come to church because he believes when he, when he was trained in Russia, he came back to say there is no God. But there is this case of a man who had been in his hospital for eight years. He had been treating the man. He had done everything that he knows in science to try to understand the problem, but he has no knowledge. He has symptoms of several things, but there is no medication that, that works in his body. Okay? And the man was on the, on the stretcher day and night crying, eh, eh, all his life for eight years. He was so much on the stretcher that his skin began to peel on the bed. That when the man turns his skin will be on the, on the bed and his soul. So, that night, the Lord spoke. The mother went to him and said, This man in your hospital that you can't solve, why don't you bring him to the crusade? The man of God said, God will heal a man whose intestine have been eaten up. You know, if you were born in England and you grew in England and you are a Christian in England and you have never been a witch of England before, you are naive. Because the witches in England, white witches, know what I'm talking about. The witches of Africa and the witches of England, they are the same. There is no white witchcraft. Every witchcraft is black. There are three birds which is used. Red, black, white okay and all the witches use it when doctors come to cases that all the American knowledge became foolish go and call, check it out it is witchcraft I'm not talking about Africa I'm talking about England when I was a Baptist pastor in England one of the missionaries who don't believe in you know, whether there is devil somewhere or demon somewhere and God somewhere. He only believed that he's a missionary. He denied everything about Satan, the Bible said about him. And he went in London here to a coven to go and preach. As he opened the door, he knocked the door, nobody opened for him. So after knocking the door, he looked up. Somebody said, Hello. He looked up, and the woman came out from the, first, from the window and looked at him. And he said, I want, I want to come and preach to you. And the woman didn't answer. She shut the door. This man opened the door, a white brother and a white witch. I mean English. And as he opened the door, the door opened by itself. Okay? When he stepped into the door, a wind blew into him, picked him up physically, and threw him about 20 feet away. He fell on his back. In Oliver Defoe Baptist Church, Aklo Road, New Cross, that's where I was pastoring, under Pastor Don Bishop, a man from Arakas, 
and black is white. And that young missionary was working with us from London City Mission. He went home. He wondered what failed me. He went home. A few days after, he could not speak. He was barking like a dog. When he opened his mouth, he was going, whoa, 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 whoa. Unfortunately, I was in Nigeria for a holiday. So, they took him to the hospital. The doctors checked him. They don't know what's wrong with him. He was just going, whoa, 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 like a dog. So, his people decided to go and consult a witch, a medium, to come to the hospital. And the witch said, oh, he went to the coven of witchcraft, but the spirit that possessed him, that they sent a spirit into him, his body. And he said that that spirit will leave after 30 days. He can't stay there. That's what the witch said. Okay? I said this because when we speak some languages about how Satan affects human beings, some people think it's Africa. It's not Africa. It's English. Really, they were trained from England. African witches. Because the word witchcraft is not Fanti or Ashanti or Ga or Yoruba. I think the word witchcraft is pure English. Are you with me now? So let me carry on the story. That man, the, the doctor said, okay, there's nothing we can do with this one. We are only waiting for him to die. He should have died long ago, but he refused to die. And it's all torture. And so the meeting was filled up. That the uh, People were sitting on all the eyes like this, all the eyes like that. The whole outside there to the outside. And they sat on the road, government road, and they blocked the road. So they had to put microphone for the speaker for them to be hearing what I'm preaching inside. It will happen here. Amen. This is the center. Amen. You will live to see it. Amen. Not only will you see it, you will participate in the days of his power. I'm saying why you must not miss meetings of this kind. Because if you miss it on the day the Lord will visit me, they'll be telling you stories. He will surely come back. They brought the man in the midst of the crowd. When people look back and they see him, he looks like a skeleton, crying, hey, hey, they cleared the road for him. And I was preaching while they were, there was commotion. And they were bringing the man. When they brought the man, I said, put him there. Because the Lord said he will heal the man whose intestines have been eaten up. The, the Lord said he's a shell, but he will create everything in his body. They put him there on the stretcher. As I was preaching, she was going, hey, hey, as he does. And when the unction of heaven rested upon me, I told him, I said, rise up in the name of Jesus. And the power of God bounced him up. The third time I said, rise up, the man jumped up. He staggered and he ran. You know what God did? Not only was he healed, the saw that was in his body, the evidence of the saw is the uh, soil that was in the stretcher. His skin was like a baby. There's no mark in his body. That doctor 
ran out of the congregation and he started crying. He said, my mother told me, Jesus is the Lord. He said, my mother told me. He said, my mother told me. He prostrated on the floor with his suit. You know, the man who, when they were kind, the, 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 the sick person, he's, he was walking, you know, like this. As if there's nobody, nobody is anything. He was on the floor rolling and weeping with tears. God will do greater works here. You never know the day of his visitation. That's why we belong to this household. First, second, third, do everything in your power to be there. Unless if by virtue of your work or whatever, you are out of this city. If you are in this city, <clears throat> they will never tell you the story that God passed through when you were away. If anyone is sick in this house, the great physician passes through this house all the time. You can help yourself by attending his meeting and the Lord will heal you completely. We see trickles in a short time. The avalanche will come. This nation will be shaken to his foundation. There is no controversy. Let me help you this. We are in the month of restoration. <clears throat> are we together now? In the month of restoration, I will give you a brief, and tomorrow I will continue to teach you about mapping out your sphere of influence. You know, those of you who came to the leaders' meeting yesterday, I spoke a lot about your sphere of influence, where I was talking about high-impact leadership, and I spoke about your sphere of influence. Uh, attributes that you need to have to be able to be if, to make effect, to be effective, okay, from where you are working, so that you can progress in your work, and if you're a business person, so that your business will not be limited just to one corner shop, so that when the corner shop finishes, your your, your life is gone, and we we'll look at it in application to church. Two major problems of church, which I said yesterday many churches number one increase numerically there are many churches the same people come day and day and day and day and day and day and day so how do you deal with that then the second thing is financial capability people go to church and they get bankrupt some people or in some churches and people don't have any increments in their life progression financially and so if the church cannot grow within, it cannot grow without. So I was teaching the ministers what you need to do. Because I have taken this church from scratch to where we are today. And we are going higher. Hallelujah forevermore. But it's all based on understanding what is called sphere of influence. From primary school to secondary school to university to industry as you are a staff. As you progress from one level to the other, knowledge of this will put you at the edge and the peak of career all the time. And if you do business, you understand what I'm telling you. You cannot be stagnant in one year in your business. Are we together now? I don't tell you this. I won't tell you. <laughs> okay, let me tell you one. One of the members had a child with me now. 
I was telling me he went to a conference and people paid 5000 for that conference. And when they entered the conference, the, the conference speaker said, today I'm going to teach you on high impact leadership. And they said, what? We have known all this. And they began to teach. And what they were teaching them were the things I taught you during the anniversary. Word for word, like that. But you don't pay 10 pounds even to me. I may send you my bill. <laughs> I'm saying that for you to, as for, to say to you that the things I teach you, if you're wrong with it, you will see the results. None of you, once you are born again, you are not supposed to be begging for food. You are not supposed to be at the lower part of the ladder. Once you are born again, you are not supposed to be confused any longer. Because the spirit that knows the road is inside you. I teach you how to communicate with him and hear and see. That's what I do in CFT Church. A member of this church cannot tell me that he's confused. Oh, I don't know what to do. Who told you that? You lie to yourself. Because I've told you if you don't know what to do, lock up yourself three days, you will reach heaven. Heaven's journey is very short. It only needs somebody to obey. Lock up yourself. If things are, are, are just, you have gone to the dead end, what do you mean dead end? The area is dead end. To go and lock yourself and fast and pray, just drink water alone, it's not, it's, it's not shut away from you. And seeking God 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 and seeking God. And holding firm on Him. You cannot leave that place without Him visiting you. Impossible. Hey, amen. That's why we pray against laziness as a disease and illness. I hope we are together. Now, this is the month of restoration. What is our scripture? So you enter this month without really knowing. So you didn't pray the prayer at the beginning of the month then. You have two words. How many of you have the calendar? Raise your hand to me. You still have the church calendar. You know why you have the church calendar? I wrote prayer point for each month on the calendar. And it's for you when you enter 12 midnight of the new month, you start to speak those words. You must be wise. You should be real Christians in this house. So when I ask you what is the scripture for the month, you should read it from your head straight away because you have been praying it. This should be the last time that you enter a month and you did not understand why you are entering the month or what is God saying for the month. Joel chapter 225, what does it say? Hey, don't read the Bible for me like that. Read the word of the living God. Who is God repaying today? I cannot hear you. That is prophetic for you. Your days of agony is over. Your days of toiling for nothing is closed. It was closed yesterday. The days you pray and it seems as if the answer is far away from you. God shut that diary down yesterday. When you woke up into this morning, you enter into the very month that God will repay you for what he has done. God said, I will. He didn't say, you will. When we entered this month, we were on the road going home. I started praying straight away. You dare not enter a month without an understanding. 
for last month was shut down by 12 midnight it shall give report only on the last day you will never see it anymore but for today it is yet to happen so i spoke on your behalf to today and i spoke to the whole of october now what god has said to us as a family that is what your life will be in this season do you know when God says, I will restore and I will repay the years locusts have eaten? It means that something must have happened pre that time. Alright? The enemy has stolen. Some of us, he stole our health. We just woke up one day for no reason, we are sick. Alright? Some of us, he stole your job. The job that you are supposed to get, you just didn't get it. Haven't they said that you are the best candidate? Why did you not, they not employ you? You hear that they didn't give it to you. Some of you, the devil stole your peace. Something that gives you peace, he just took it. And before your eyes, you are losing it like that. Some of you, it is your rest. I would get that. But you see, it does not matter when the devil steals. Because John 10, 10 says, the thief has come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Okay? He cannot kill Christian, neither can he destroy Christian, but he can steal from them. He can kill the people in the world, and he can destroy them. But to those who are born again, Satan can steal from you. I, I, I was telling you to make some confession when I was, I was leading in prayer. You know, I picked it up in my spirit, that little did we know that laziness is illness. <laughs> his illness you know laziness will make you not to act at the right time and when the time is over you want to act to sit down in one place and be saying I'm tired, I'm tired is it of God it's not of God it's the devil because if your body seems tired sleep <clears throat> when you sleep get up you don't sleep because you are tired, and then you wake up, you remain seated. It is not of God. Awake, O slumber, and the Lord will give you strength. To sleep for too long until your bones are paining you is a sin. Jesus woke up early in the morning and prayed. It's a disease from the enemy. If you sleep too much, you have headache. You have bone ache, body ache. He's not the devil. Someone say, okay, I'm sick. When Jesus said to, when, in chapter 5 of John, when he got to the man that was invalid, he said to the man, do you want to get well? The man was telling stories. God will deliver you from storytelling. When the Messiah is standing and is asking what is your will, and you are telling me several reasons why you are not able. You know why? Because he did not know the one standing. Okay? And then Jesus said to him, however, you don't recognize who I am. Stand up! Carry your mat and go home. If that man said, I can't stand up, he will remain. The word had been released. The man is still weak. But however, he made an attempt. It is the attempt he made that opened the door for the world to activate him. 
One of the weapons of Satan is just tiredness. Remember I said to you, tiredness is in where? Where is tiredness? In your mind. In your mind. No matter how tired you are, and you, if somebody is so tired here now because you have been working, 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 you didn't sleep for three days, and then you wanted to sleep, and then you had, what will happen? I tell you, that person will run faster than those who are opening their eyes. <laughs> Amen. He will have run away to ask those who open their eyes, what is going on? <laughs> Which means that you, are, you always have a residue of strength in you. Use it. Use it. Use it. Anything your body tells you to do, work contrary to it. Remember I told you. I think it was yesterday I was telling the minister, who is the greatest enemy of Christians? Time is your greatest enemy. Not Satan. Then the next one is your body. When somebody is saying that the time is so long is because either is in torture in pain in frustration or in sorrow a short time become many like many hours but when someone says that i don't have time because he's constructively using all the time so the time will not be enough for him so the greatest enemy of man is that many things you want we want to do time did not permit us Yes? The next enemy of mankind is our body. Our body is going to the ground. It will be eaten by worms. This body is worms. Okay? So because he came from the ground and is going back to the ground, he wants to take you and I to the ground by changing our mindset to ground mindset. And that is where we fight the battle of life. Satan whispers to us. Demons whispers to us. Holy Ghost whispers to us. Angels whispers to us. We have to take our stand. I would get there. But if you cannot take your stand and you succumb to the flesh all the time, you won't go too far. A student that should read daily, I will read tomorrow, I will read tomorrow, I will read tomorrow. Exam will just come. Bam! Two weeks. He is intelligent, most brilliant. But there's no time to express that brilliancy. He fails. He fails. He should have distinction. But he fails. Because why? He listens to the flesh. You want to sleep, you want to read, and you are feeling sleepy. You think that that is of God? You start chatting at that time. The sleep will go. Chatting chats that does not profit you. It will go. Engaging yourself in activities that does not add value to your life, you will not feel sleepy. Your bones will rise. Why is it that when you want to read Bible, you want to read book that will help your life, you are feeling sleepy? Stand up and read it standing. I will arise, says the Lord. I will lift up my eyes to the hilltop. From hence my head shall come. My head shall come from the Lord. Now, your eyes will not clear by God. Until you decided to move physically. Your body is your greatest enemy. Greater than Satan. For Satan, the Bible tells us that he is fallen, isn't it? And there is no evidence in the Bible that he rose up again. Hallelujah. So therefore, and the Bible says you who are a Christian, you have been raised, raised with Christ. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6. So if you are not blaming Satan, can you imagine Satan is saying that Jesus, you know that I am falling already. I can only scare him. I didn't touch him. I only bragged him. I bragged him. 
<laughs> and there is no law that says Satan shouldn't, because he is to steal. Yeah? But whatever the case may be, from today, he will vomit what he has done. Amen. The Bible says when the thief is caught, in Proverbs 6, he will be told to pay sevenfold. This month, Satan will pay sevenfold. Amen. If human beings have robbed you, God will arrest them in this month. They will pay you back sevenfold. The one who said, I will never pay you. You watch it. Tomorrow we'll give it, give it to you. You will be shocked at what God will do for you. Heaven will open over you. Clouds will rain over you. I will get the name. That's you just say, the Lord will restore back to me and to you. Yes, the locusts have eaten. Anything Satan stole from my father, my grandfather, this month I will collect it back. By force, by fire, Satan will pay. Because God has said in this money, he should pay. I will get it now. Your attitude of mind, therefore, should change. If you have been begging before, now speak and command the enemy. Don't beg God. God has promised that this month, Satan, he will make the devil pay. If God will make the devil pay, then you open your mouth and command him to pay. You don't sit down. I will show you one thing about 10 minutes and we will pray. That scripture says, I will repay you the years the locusts have eaten, the great locusts and the young locusts, the other locusts and this locusts from my great army that I sent among you. I don't want to talk about that because it will take me more than an hour to explain to you all those locusts and manifestations in the world. Beginning from spirits to man. Even sometimes Christians who are brethren are used by this to hinder others. Are you with me now? Anywhere you have missed it, forget it. In this month, is your payday. Yeah. Look at the next thing that happened. I love this. Shall we read it together? I will have plenty to eat. Shall we read it together? I will have plenty to eat. Raise it again. I will have plenty to eat. One more time. And then we go on until I am full. And I will praise the name of the Lord my God who has worked wonders for me. Never again will I be put to shame. My Lord. Never again will you be put to shame. In the past you might have been put to shame. That is a past. Past was shut down yesterday to midnight. You are in a new dawn. A new dawn. Now, this is the promise of God. But let me say this to you. That is the reason why I will help you to understand. In this Joel, in this Joel, this chapter 2, what led to these scriptures? God saw how his children have been suffering. And God determined a time to repay them. And make this promise. But he gave them a condition pre that promise. What did he say? Verse 18. Then the Lord was jealous of his land. <clears throat> and did what? Shall we read together? God is jealous of you. He has taken pity on you already. This is what led to it. Verse 18 to verse 25. You have been struggling, fighting your battle. And it seems as if what is happening with me. You cry, mayday, mayday, mayday. It seems there is no help for you. 
you feel stranded and some you are confused just leave it there are some of us some areas of our life we just don't talk about it because what you talk you have talked talk 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 pray 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 nothing happens it says in the time of my mercy i will show mercy this season god have pity on you i say heaven remember you Say, the Lord said, I will have pity. Then the Lord will be jealous of his land and take pity of his people. So then what happened thereafter? Shall we read the next verse? Did you hear that? God said, I have pity on you because of all what has happened. I was looking, not because I don't want to help. I have set a time. Now Satan has done his worst. Now it's my time, says the Lord. It is my own time, says the Lord. And you know what God said? He said, I am sending you grain. You will be so rich beyond your wildest dream. That's what God is saying. Some of you will be promoted more than twice before the end of the year. You're looking for a job, forget it. Job will look for you. Jobs will look for you. That's what God is saying. I will send you grain, new wine. The Lord just spoke to me. The road that you have been looking for and you are failing, they will call you to come and install you there. It says new wine and oil. Enough to satisfy you fully. Never again will I make you an object of scorn to what? This is the word of the Lord. It doesn't matter the news you have been told before now. Your story is changing tonight. I love this. The next verse, what did he say? Shall we read together? I will drive the northern army far. Stop. What about the northern army? Look at the book of Jeremiah 1.14. You have been doing Jeremiah. It says, the Lord said to me, from the north, disaster will be poured out on all who live in the land. I am about to summon all the people of the northern kingdom, declares the Lord. Their kings will come and set up their thrones in the entrance of the gate of Jerusalem. They will come against all her surrounding walls and against all the towns of Judah. Go back. So after that had been fulfilled, the Lord now took pity. The reason why God sent northern army was because of their godlessness. You have done that in Jeremiah. You are sitting in Jeremiah today. Because God's people have made, a, they have, they have made you know, a mockery of God. They have not served them the Bible way. They have coded their way to serve God, the Holy One. They have their own form and format by which they think God should be served. They have ignored the written word of God to look at the pages of the Bible to see how the people of old served them. Some call it old school. 
And so, God turned away from them. God turned away from them. And the northern army have wrecked them. But in their misery, they have been crying to God. But in this season, the Lord says, and the Lord took pity upon them. I said, the Lord took pity upon them. <laughs> That's why he said, I will drive the northern army far from you, pushing it into a patched and barren land, with its front column going into the eastern sea, and those in the rear into the western sea. I love it. And his change will go up. His smell will rise. Surely he has done great things. Look at what he said in verse 21. Be not afraid, O land. Be glad and rejoice. Surely the Lord has done what? Great things. For who? For me. Said, be not afraid, O wild animals. Can you imagine? The, the punishment of God did not affect man alone. He affected the animals. He affected the animals. Remember Job, when God said he would destroy them, he made the chickens to fast. Ah, the, the king, uh, Jonah, the king called a fasting for all animals. Chicken, dogs, don't give them food. And God had. Did you see this now? Surely the Lord has done great things. Be not afraid, O wild animals, for the, the open pastures are becoming green again. The trees are bearing their fruit again. The fig trees and the vine will yield their riches again. Be glad, O people of Christ, with tabernacle. Rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you what? The autumn rains in what? Righteousness. He sent you what? Abundant showers. But what? In autumn and in spring as before, says the Most High. And he went for that to say the treasure flaws. Your treasure floors shall be filled with grains. Your bank account will not be empty anymore. The vats will overflow with new wine and oil. Then before he says, I will repay you. So did you see that promise of repayment came because God had pity on us. God remember me and had pity on me. What a blessed season to live. But there is a task from you and I. That God wants us to do. I will take you just beyond. Behind that scripture. There is something God told them to do. That caused the pity. And you must do it in this. Within these three days. If you have not. Look at what he says. Verse 12. Even now declare the Lord. Return. This is Joel telling them. Return to me with all your hearts. With fasting and weeping and mourning. That is what you must do within these three days. You must do it in these three days. I've told you, even if it's just one of the three days, go on your knees and weep before God. Cry to Him. It is a time of mercy that you may enter into the mercy He has provided. Weep before Him. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God. He is gracious and compassionate. No matter what sin a man has committed, if you return to God, he does not remember your sin when you come to him. He does not accuse you of your past when you come to him. People will accuse you of your past. They will not trust you for the future because your past was not good. 
But God doesn't do that. He trusts you for the future, even if you are reckless in the past. As long as between that past and now, you repent. With tears before him, evaluate yourself and cry to your God. He is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in love, and he relents from calamity. He says, who knows, he may turn and have pity and leave behind a blessing, grain offering and drink offering for the Lord your God. Oh, uh, grain offering and drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Hold a holy fast. Call a sacred assembly. That is what we are doing. First, second, third. Sacred assembly. Gather the people. Consecrate the assembly. Bring together the elders. Gather the children. Those nursing at the breast. Did you hear all those who come? You don't come here and leave your children at home. Not first, second, third. Let the bridegroom leave his room. And the bride her chamber. Let the priests who minister before the Lord weep before the temple porch and the altar. Let him say, spare your people, O Lord. The married ones should live as unmarried for the three days. Do not make your inheritance an object of scorn, a byword among the nations. Why should they say among the people, where is my God? Stand up on your feet.